Welcome to the Crossing Church Rewind, brought to you by the teaching team of the Crossing Church here in Westminster, Colorado, where we dive a little deeper and explore a little further the ideas and themes shared from this past weekend at the Crossing Church. Well, I'm Pastor Mark, discipleship pastor here at the Crossing Church, and with me today to my right, we're changing it up. I'm Pastor Leslie. I'm the children and family pastor here at the Crossing. And the man, the myth, the legend, the one to my left trying to figure out, am I on his left? I had to hold my thumbs up to see which one made That's an L. true. My name is Pastor Nate. I am uh, the creative arts. I'm one of the teaching pastors here. Yeah, and this uh, past week's speaker. This past week's conno- connoisseur speaker? of uh, all things something. I don't know. Art. I oh, we, yeah, you yeah. did? You, oh, okay. This is like the fifth sermon I've used art pieces in. I didn't, of course, that's my undergrad degree is in religion and the arts, so I've yeah. got a background in, in how they interact. This was not necessarily how they interact. This was just more from comedic relief. Although I'm not going to lie. At first, some of those things, and we'll get into this, but at some of those pieces of art, I don't know if you could still classify them as art. <laughs> at maybe interpretive something. But well, they art s- is in the eye of the beholder. They right? started. Uh, we can we can deep dive into that if you want because it's yes and no. So yeah, but that's another story for know, another I, day. Yeah. Well, the, so you had a you had one moment in uh, in the sermon referencing an art piece that actually got me to break. Uh, I was in I was in the back in the sound booth running some tech stuff for our online services, and uh, you, there was a there was a restoration project that evidently went kind of wrong. Yeah, it was and, like a statue of Joan of Arc. Yeah, and they <clears throat> tried to repaint it. Yeah, um, and it looks like every teen TikToker in the world now just whatever. But they also they made her look in two different directions yeah. at the same time. Yeah, she was all about that chameleon life, I guess. And, it was it's very strange and, to look at. But you. <laughs> You, uh, the line that you said that I was not prepared for. <laughs> I can't tell which way she's looking. Yeah. <laughs> can't tell which way she's looking. That was a, I, I laughed. That was I a broke. bonus. That was yeah. uh, just cap- happened to come out. Yeah. But, uh, there was that one. There was this statue in Ontario. Hey, that's where I'm from. Canada. 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 Uh, it was a Madonna and child. Yeah. So Mary and, and baby Jesus. Yeah. Um, it was like a white alabaster looking statue and a thief actually knocked the head off of baby Jesus. Which... So we do have thievery in Canada. <laughs> it is a thing. But yeah, except for this story ends in the most Canadian way possible. It is. Know, it's it very Canadian. Because whoever tried to restore it, I, I don't know what they were doing because the head they put back on baby Jesus was... Oh, the scariest thing I've Marijuana seen. Marijuana is legal in all. <laughs> Maybe that's Canada. what it was. <laughs> what does that have anything to like, do with it? If you're the, high when you're re, when you're fixing it, uh, <laughs> restoring it. Yeah, yeah. That's that, the that word. was the word you were looking for. <laughs> when you're re-refixing it. Yeah, re-refixing. Anyway, it. it was so hideous that the thief felt bad. Yeah, <laughs> and returned the original <laughs> baby Jesus head. It, it was pretty bad. So, but my favorite, um, and I, I was surprised when I showed you this before the sermon I, that you'd. I had only this. I had only ever seen the original. Yeah, it's a there was a fresco in a, a Spanish church painted on the wall. It's called "Behold the Man." Um, actually, the Latin for it was "Ecce Homo," um, and <clears throat> so many years there's a little moisture in the walls, and it begins to, uh, you know, just decay, and decay, fall, yeah. and it's falling apart, and it needs um, some a touch some up. Touch up. Um, and so a woman decided that she was going to touch it up and got permission from the priest of that church and. Uh, so the story actually goes, I didn't tell the whole story in uh, in the service, but she this this was her first cover, and then she went on a three-week vacation or a holiday. <laughs> she was going to come back and yeah, fix it. I still don't know how. Uh, yeah. Because um, if you look up, like, worst art restoration, you just have to Google that phrase. You'll find this one. It looks so bad. I think they said it looks like a really hairy monkey wearing a fur coat now. 
In they're fact, not wrong. They call it Ekemano, which is <laughs> behold the behold, monkey. Behold the monkey. Yeah. So it's, but it's done so much good for this little town because yeah. it's, it's so a tourist bad. Thing. Tourists are flocking to get a picture yeah. of it. It's so, so bad. They're not going to fix it. All they're not I know is in the Bean movie. So I grew up watching Mr. Bean. Like, okay, I didn't I, know where you go. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I have, Lima Bean? The have, Bean movie? Kidney yeah, Bean? the Bean movie. <laughs> like, I have Mr. Bean's Teddy. Like, I grew up a product of Mr. Bean. Probably explains a lot. Um, yeah, I'm But actually. there is this moment where Mr. Bean gets hired or something at... Uh, art gallery and he ruins the Mona Lisa so he tries to fix it and I was just so upset that you didn't know this to like show this like three minute video clip of Mr. Bean I should have that would have been hilarious to fix the Mona Lisa well that was a missed opportunity the only Mr. Bean thing that comes to mind for me is well um he does this um invisible drum set skit yeah that is hilarious yeah. I get he just does it so well so they brought they brought him on to do um was it the the summer olympics a couple years ago it was the opening ceremony they did chariots of fire and he was the keyboardist that just sat there and went dun 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 dun, dun <laughs> just over and over like for four and a half minutes everyone else is playing the song and he just he just was mr bean well there's two google searches for you search yeah there you go bad art restoration no and Mr. Bean, Bean Summer Olympics. Well, or drum solo. <laughs> or drum solo, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, You'll find it. Just watch Mr. Bean and you will laugh. Yeah, really Mr. He is hilarious. It is, it is a pretty entertaining. But I, I don't know that particular movie. Yeah, I've not, I've not seen I'll, that movie. I will Google that. Yeah. So And then I'll go back and re-preach this sermon sometime. Perfect. And, and use <laughs> Love it. It. There you go. How, what is the distance when you can reuse the same sermon? Is it two, three years? Like just... Go back through your old manuscripts. Like, different yeah. congregation? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> different kind. Of, well, at this rate, you know, that could be next week. Who knows? But. <laughs> After this sermon. Woo. <laughs> no. Actually, no emails on this one. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. That's good for you. Uh, you know, I usually get two or three. Yeah. Well, so maybe you weren't trying hard enough. This was a... Um, this, this was one's a hard to make somebody yeah. mad. <laughs> this, this subject's pretty, yeah. pretty great, pretty easy. Um, it, it's just about saving grace. And, yeah. I mean, it's very down the middle of Nazarene and Wesleyan theology. Yep. I mean, we're using... A, a Nazarene right. general superintendent. The middle right. way. Yeah. The middle. And like, it is all about saving grace that works don't get us saved. Yeah. Uh, but Jesus is saving grace to us and yeah. there's nothing we can do to earn it. Right. So, well, I mean, since we're already there, we're just going to mash these things up. I'm throwing my list out. So let's just start with a recap. Let's, let's just jump right into it. What did I say? I don't know. <laughs> I, oh, true confessional Con- moment here. Confessions. I've true only confessions. watched the first 10 minutes of your sermon, which was the best 10 minutes. I have lots of material from your first 10 minutes, that's for sure. But I do know about saving grace. Typically, so I feel like I can help a little what's bit. What's funny is typically it's when Pastor Leslie preaches, the the other three hooligans on the teaching team, uh, we're like, oh, yeah, no, we listened. We paid we, attention. We totally we listened. We well, made sure. Now that we've know. switched things up and we don't have a service on Saturday night. Yeah. Well, we have well, a service on Saturday night, yeah. but not Let's actually, yeah, let, let's, let's cover that for any of our folks because some of you might be listening to this. And if you are one of our regular Saturday night watchers online, you're actually going to be a little bit ahead technically. So our on, I know Behind. it's, well, they're ahead for, ahead if for the they pod- listen to the cast. podcast. Yeah. My, oh yeah. My, my head hurts. For the sermon. My head hurts. Gotcha. I need one of the, like, yeah, my that, brain is on that fire. meme with the white woman and all yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all the math. <laughs> yeah. All the math. So, That's me right now. So our services now, instead of them being uh, Saturday and Sunday, back to back being that sermon, now it's the full week. 
So Sunday morning is the first time that you will have access to the sermon. Yes. That sat so the following Saturday is the Sunday morning sermon. Is the Sunday morning sermon. So from now the it's the previous, previous week. Right. So from the previous weekend. So no. it's the full week. And if, if that's not confusing enough. If we drew this out with say like on a board with <laughs> pins and like red yarn, yeah, it would, <laughs> yeah, it would make so much more sense. So our week goes from Sunday to Saturday instead yes. of Saturday to Friday. Sure. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. Quit. I'm going <laughs> really home. confused. I'm going home. And if you just, you should have just fast forward through the, that part. Yeah. 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 This. Yeah. You have gained absolutely nothing by listening to this last one minute and forty seconds. But anyway, <laughs> so Pastor Nate, give us a brief recap. I mean, you've already kind of started to getting. You're into a it, sinner. Yeah. Well, specifically, I'm all right. a masterpiece. <laughs> okay, that was a fun play. That was it, in the first it, ten minutes, and it does. Get, <laughs> I know it does get the room laughing uh, when you know we are we are God's masterpiece. We yep. are God's artwork. This is where the whole connection to art comes into. Um, and so I had everybody in the room say, "Now turn to your neighbor and tell him I'm a masterpiece." And it's funny. And I said, "But you're also a sinner." Yeah. <laughs> so now turn to your neighbor and tell him you're a sinner. So it's a fun little play there. Yeah. Um, but we're we're all marred by sin. We all have this thing on. It's part of. It's part of who we are. We're enmeshed in sin. There's nothing we can do to fully remove it ourselves. Um, you know, we can't work our way out of it. We can't rack up our good deeds. We right. can't, you know, uh, take a good hot shower and scrub it off. Like, I don't know how, you know, we can't do it under our own power. Right. It is the saving grace of Jesus, the work that was done on the cross and with the empty tomb that cleanses us, right? That, that saves us. Um, and so we talked a little bit about how... Um, since we're like God's masterpiece, but we're kind of marked by sin, we're like a piece of art that needs restoration, which is also a very Wesleyan right, concept right. of salvation. So yeah. it was really fun to work with that. Um, but only a master artist can really restore an artwork yeah. back to its original. We're, we're not going to hire the lady from Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Although if you need more tourists to yeah. show up to see you at your house. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the crux of it. Uh, I really spent a lot of time talking about what sin is. It's, um, you know, the Greek words hamartia. Bless Did you. I say that right? Yeah. Hamartia. Hamar. I think you need a little more like Hamar. in it. Yeah. yeah. Hamartia. I apologize. I to don't it. like that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That was a, that was a little uh, aggressive. Which means, I mean, it literally means to miss the mark. Yeah. Um, you know, and we talked a lot about how sometimes we're not even, we're not even aiming at the right target. Right? Right. We're just aiming somewhere else right. because it's, it's easier. It's how we want to do it. It's under our power. So we're not, it's not that we're just missing the mark. We're just aiming completely somewhere else yeah. um, with how we live our lives. Um, and so we talked about that. We talked, to, it uh, estranges us from God. It estranges us from other people, from our community as well. Um, and then that it covers all of us. One of the, the big themes from this week, and we're working through a series here, um, a yep. book by Dr. David Busick called yep. The Way, The Truth, The Life, yep. or something like that. I think that. it's literally just, just Way, Truth, Life. Way, Truth, Life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they don't like the word the. <laughs> how can we have not saying one way? Or another. Oh, wait, different one? Yeah. Okay. Is this a Canadian song? No, you are the way, the truth, and the life. We live by faith and not by sight. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're going to get... Come on, copyright actually, strike. Come that's on, That's actually early Hillsong United. Oh, okay. I don't know that one. One way, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, that I do one. know that one. Oh, I just didn't okay. know those words right now. Yeah. That's... So we talk about how the, the saving grace of Jesus uh, cleanses us from sin. It reunites us in, in a holy relationship with God, uh, with community as well. And we used... Um, Two different stories. Well, I use three different stories in the sermon to talk about how sin kind of levels the playing field. It doesn't matter how wealthy or powerful yeah. you are or how broken and empty you are. Like we're all enmeshed. We're all entrenched in sin. And it's Jesus' saving grace uh, that cleanses us from it. And so we talked about Bartimaeus, who's the blind beggar mm -hmm. um, on the road. And he's sitting there and, and 
he gets up and yells for Jesus and, and identifies who he is and says, Lord, I need you. I need your help. Um, and normally he'd just be sitting there begging for money because right. that's all he can do. He's blind. Um, and Jesus looks at him and says, what do you want me to do for you? Or what do you want from me? And he says, I want my sight. And Jesus heals him and he praises and uh, follows Jesus. And, you know, it, it's a great miracle. But the next story right after that is Zacchaeus, mm-hmm. who's who's not lowly, who's very rich. Right. Um, in fact, they say he's the chief tax collector, which means he's loaded. Yes. So, um, and he runs up and is trying to see Jesus from the sycamore tree. The fun part, I don't know if I did this in the 1030 service. I think I did it in nine. Um, the way the scripture actually reads, and there's a couple people that, this is just a fun aside, would say that the author might have been referring to the fact that Jesus was short. Yeah. And that Zacchaeus yeah. couldn't see Jesus yeah. through, the through the crowd because crowd. Jesus was yeah. short. And so he climbed up in the tree. Either way, the Jesus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. Probably doesn't work as well. Yeah, it's not as fun of a song. <laughs> it's not as fun of a song. So Zacchaeus is up there. He's, you know, uh, a tax collector and very rich and wealthy. And Jesus spots him kind of hiding in the tree and says, come down. And salvation has come to your house because Zacchaeus has changed his ways. Yeah. He started giving him half of his wealth to the poor and yep. paying back people that he had basically stolen from yeah. four times, which is way more than what the uh, Old Testament law would have right. called for. Like right. he goes above and beyond. Yeah. And then the other story I mentioned in there was uh, the rich young ruler, which actually happens bef- right before right. these two stories. And it's a guy maybe in a similar status to uh, Zacchaeus. Obviously, he's called the rich young ruler. We know he's wealthy. Right. And he comes up to Jesus and says, I've been keeping the law. I've been following all the commandments. You know, how do I get salvation? What do I have to do? And uh, Jesus says, sell everything, give it to the poor. Yeah. And that's the moment the rich young ruler just goes, I'm out. Nah. See you. Peace. So faced with Jesus, these three different people had, you know, different yeah. reactions of, yeah. yes, I need you. I'll do whatever it takes to follow you. The, I, I accept the gift of the salvation that you offer. And you have the rich young ruler. It's like, I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's we're saved by the saving grace of Jesus, not right theology, not even keeping the right laws or, you know, having perfect doctrine or perfect beliefs. Like some of those things are important, but they're yeah. not saving. Yeah. Ultimately, it is the grace of God. It's the grace of Jesus. That is the thing that is saving us. Yeah. And we talked last week, which I don't think we actually podcasted on. No, um, we did not. We uh, schedules last week were just weird. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, prevenient grace, which is yeah. the, the idea that God is always wooing us right. towards him um, and always inviting us and always always coming after us, essentially, always there. You know, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Right. Whoever answers, that's in Revelation. Um, and and we see that. Uh, all we have to do is accept the gift. Yep. Like we're, we're allowed to walk away from it. We can turn it down. We can be like the rich young ruler and go, I would do anything for love, but no. I won't do that. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you yeah, did there. Yeah. Meatloaf. Yeah. Now we were uh, so our um, our small group met last night, and we were we were talking on the sermon, and we were talking on this to- uh, this topic, and uh, the some of the some of the small group discussion stuff. It was really interesting to see. So particularly the two stories um, regarding the the blind beggar and Zacchaeus. Um, they talked about how they both had a vision problem. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, okay. I, you know, I obviously the one. It's like, well, duh, he's blind. But you know, the, <laughs> the other one. I was not the one who said that, by the way. Somebody else in the group was like, well, duh, he's blind. So duh. anyway, yeah. But the uh, just the idea of Zacchaeus not just having a vision issue of like not being able to see Jesus, but then taking a bigger picture look at all of this and their vision problem is how they are viewing the world and how they are how they are being seen, how they are seeing, um, and it is when they begin to see life and to see the world and others through the lens of Jesus mm-hmm. is when they experience something completely transformative and different. Yeah, and in both of these stories, these two men, Bartimaeus and Zacchaeus, like once Jesus says, you know, 
here's your sight and salvation has come. You're saved mm-hmm. by, by your faith. And actually, actually gives Zacchaeus a title, um, as a son of Abraham, yeah, which yeah. that's a big deal, a huge deal because, uh, he was seen as a massive sinner right. by the Israelites cause he's working for the man, right? He's working for Rome and, co- uh, collecting taxes and they're under the oppression of Rome. Yeah. And, and so he's not even, he's not a good Israelite. He's right. not part of the family. And Jesus says, no, you are. Yep. A son of Abraham. Yeah. And like these people have these life changing moments because God was seeking them. Kind of like we talked about in the Garden of Eden, the moment sin first entered, um, uh, Adam and Eve hid. Uh, they were ashamed. Um, they, 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 they were ashamed that they were naked. They ran and hid from God. Uh, but God came into the garden and said, Where are you? Which yeah. shows, you know, God's also feeling that estrangement, yeah. even though God knows right, right. where they are, you know. Well, I yeah, used, you used a, a story to illustrate this. Like playing hide-and-seek with a three-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, which is hilarious because, you know, he'll lay in bed and he'll cover his face and his feet are sticking out and he's like, you can't see me. Wait, that doesn't work? Oh, man, yeah. I've been playing wrong for years. But there was one time, in case you didn't hear the sermon, when he was, it was I think it was earlier this year, I was home with him on a Friday, Camden was at school. He went and hid. Yeah. And Did, were you guys playing hide and go seek? I don't remember. Okay. I but I don't know. He decided to hide. I don't remember if we were actually playing cuz it's it's really not fun playing hide and seek with a 3-year-old <laughs> generally. It's funny. It's yeah. funny, but uh in like 15 minutes I could not find him. Couldn't find him anywhere. Like I went outside and checked our front gate. It's yeah, locked. He yeah. can't get out. Like I did. He go into the garage. I mean, I'm looking everywhere in the house. Like I'm giving Maggie pieces of his clothing. <laughs> I'm like, come Sniff, on, bloodhound, come out, girl. So, uh, and he was hiding in our room behind the curtain. Yeah. Now we've got really long curtains that go all the way to the floor, so there's no toes right, sticking out. Yeah. But he is back up against the wall, perfectly still, perfectly still, not making a sound. That's amazing. And if you know your kid. He's never quiet. Never. Right, and he's right. never still. Ever. Yeah. And and there's a very real possibility that with your youngest, that his hiding spot's like the roof. Oh, or, yeah. Or, I mean, like, we, well, no, actually, f- no fear from Pastor Mark came over uh, on Sunday to watch Browns. I don't want to talk about it. We don't have to talk about the game. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> my wife's upstairs napping, um, and Camden is laying on the couch reading a book. Yeah. But Avery... Like the room we're watching the the game in, we have a window and it looks at the garage and I just hear the the (laughs) bells on the door go off because we have bells for our dog to let us know when she has to go out. He goes outside, just goes into the garage, like turns the lights on. And I'm like, what are you doing? We're both kind of sitting there like, what's happening? He's just tall enough. I'm I'm waiting to hear. He's just (laughs) short enough. He can't reach the garage door button yet, but. He's getting there. He's smart enough to grab something to stand on. So I was trying to watch. He got his tricycle out and yeah. was riding around the backyard, but totally independent, like yeah. just whatever. He comes in at one point and goes, uh, can you move the cars so I can <laughs> ride around in the garage? We're, yeah. like, we're like, well, the Browns are getting yeah. blown out. So yeah, sure. Let's go move the cars for so, you. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was when my three-year-old is, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's a handful. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he, it's going to be terrible playing hide and seek with him later in life. <laughs> right. So that is uh, the the whole premise of that story is, is saving grace. Yeah, is to remind us that out of even when we do attempt to hide from God, we can't. that that grace is still going to be coming for us. One um, of the things I brought up in our Sunday school class is every child knows the the stress of when company is coming over. 
and mom and dad make them clean the house. Like oh, even man. if your yeah. company isn't going into your bedroom, you have to clean it's your bedroom. Spotless. Because somebody is coming over. <laughs> it's about the only time we ever clean our house. <laughs> and, and Zacchaeus didn't have time Mm-mm. to go yeah. to go clean his room so or his house or wherever he was living. So Jesus came in and saw all of Zacchaeus. Like not just the part that he was okay with Jesus seeing. Yeah. And we, we've often in the past, I, I know several of us on staff have used the analogy of like a junk drawer or like a junk closet or, we all have one. you know, a junk room. I mean, you know, it, it, however, however large of a space you need, you know, and that's, that's the thing is like Jesus comes in, sees that and says, I don't care. And, but yeah. wants to help you clean that out. You know, it's not that we, we are left where we are. It's we, we are made into something even yeah. greater. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about that and yeah. entire sanctification and the sanctification process yep. in the next week or this coming weekend uh, as well. But speaking of three-year-olds, he's already learned to clean his room by shoving everything in his closet. <laughs> our upstairs, our yeah. upstairs neighbors clean their patio by shoving things through, yeah, through the, through the, the, the slats, slats. In it, so all the trash ends up on our patio. Dang it. I can't do that. Yeah. I got to throw it. I got to throw it over the fence into the yeah. neighbor's yard. Yeah. I don't, I don't but you, you have a good relationship with your neighbors, so I'm um, sure they love you for that. Yeah, Wait, I, are these the ones that you don't have a good relationship with? It's not, it's not that we just don't have a relationship. That's like, fair. We don't know the neighbors behind us. No. The only time I ever met the neighbors behind us is I was on top of a shed that used to be there, <laughs> ripping the roof off yeah. of it, and she walks out, and I just wave, yeah. and she just waved back and left, and that's all we've ever... There you go. They just got their house painted, and it's beautiful, oh, so yeah, it's very nice. you happen to be my neighbor behind me and listen to this? Yeah. We love the house color you chose. It's very oh, gorgeous. Well, we are we are enjoying this uh, this particular series, and and I, I think what I love about this series is the progression of how how it's being taught, how it's being approached, and because we have to understand these other things first. We have to yeah. understand, you know, how what you know what grace is, and trying to even name that in a thirty minute sermon is hard. But trying to then figure out, okay, what's next? What do we do with this information? Um, and so I, I I love how where we've come from. What we even talked about this last week. What we're going to be uh, looking into. Um, we, we're going to be celebrating as a church at the end of the month um, communion and celebrating yeah. that together uh, and and what that stands for even as a as a body of Christ. Um, it's just it's been a great great series for it's us. It's been fun mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> it was it was interesting because oh, I, I mentioned too in the sermon and because you know we're, there's a lot of debate sometimes between different theological tribes on right. works and you know salvation right. Um, but what we believe is that saving grace of Jesus leads us to faith, which leads to good works. Right. Like it's not a, Hey, I got my ticket punched to heaven. Yeah. I'm good to I'm go. Good, yeah. Like there's still part of this whole Christian life that flows out of the saving yeah. grace. Um, I found a quote yesterday and I sent it to you and I'm like, dang it. I wish I'd have found this before. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> before I preached. Cause it was perfect. Uh, Carl Bart, who actually strange enough would be outside of yeah, the, the, the Wesleyan, Wesleyan yeah. tradition. We, but, still, we still love Bart for some reason. Oh, I don't yeah. know why. He was a big, ref- he, yeah. he kind of, he kind of brought back orthodoxy and, right. and reformation. He wrote the book on it. Yeah. After uh, Schleiermacher went kind yeah. of who Schleiermacher. Yeah. He's still one of my favorite. Oh, I know. He's a great uh, anyway, theologian. So Bart was once asked, when were you saved? Yeah. And he said 33 AD. Yep. Boom. Like, Boom. Drop the mic, walk away. So. Because what Jesus did is one and done. What mm-hmm. we do. Yeah, it's continuous. Not. It's we, yeah. we must continue to answer the call to, to pick continue, up our cross yeah, daily and live in the grace that has been given to us. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would probably be a place where Bart and uh, right. Wesley differ a little as we, right. we can actually walk away from that yeah. if mm-hmm. we want to. Yeah. Um, but the work was done on the cross and the grave. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it is not. That was actually a, that was a topic that was a little difficult for uh, a few of our small group uh, people last week was this idea of grace. It's not irresistible that it, you know, there, 
we, while we experience it and we pray that, you know, once you experience it, you'd never want to leave that. Yeah, you know, it's it's still free will. We believe in free will, uh, yeah. but that's probably a sermon and a topic for another day. And also, but, we, we'll be bold enough to say too, like if if you believe the opposite, we'll, we'll probably still see you in heaven. Like, yeah, it's not, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is not the, yeah. this is not a dividing line where right. we really should right. divide. Yeah. It's like, hey, we can hold these yeah. beliefs separately and still love each other and, and hope the best for, you know, if you believe the other way, yeah. losers. No, just kidding. <laughs> there is, there's, I, I'm going to, I'll just go ahead and say it. There's a joke that typically runs around with that. An individual gets to heaven and St. Peter is there and he's giving him the tour and they're walking around heaven and he's showing them all, you know, the, the gates, the, the streets paved with gold. And then they get into this other area that looks like a neighborhood. And Peter turns to the guy and he says, Hey, we've got to be quiet while we're walking down through here. And the, the individual says, well, why is that? And he goes, that's where the Baptists live. They think they're the only ones here. <laughs> Yeah, we've used that with different <laughs> different people. Yeah, oh yeah, you fill yeah, you fill in the That's blank funny. with that one. But it is funny. Yeah. So I, I haven't heard that one. You haven't heard really? it? Really? No. Oh. But man. you can reference a random Mr. Bean movie. <laughs> That's and, true. And the only line from the terrible, terrible movie Master of Disguise. Oh man. Am I not turtle enough for Am your I turtle? Turtle enough for your turtle Gosh, club? I saw that movie in theaters. Yeah, I'm so I was like ten. And I still remember how horrific of a movie it was that was. Bad. It was I don't even good. know what the premise is. I just know he he was a, is a he was a master of disguise. Yeah, he was a master of disguise. What more do you need? I mean, he looked just like a turtle, didn't you see? <laughs> he wasn't turtle enough for my turtle club. You have a turtle club? Yeah. Oh right. man! Before this devolves, and don't forget, we I have need farther. Yeah. Well, yeah. Any further? <laughs> saving grace. Yeah, saving grace. It's a beautiful thing. I I can't even make this transition. Speaking of saving grace. <laughs> That theme music saves you. Yeah. Now that fits with like an eighth grade production. Like yeah, it would be terrible yeah. transitions. Yeah, everybody, like, yep. So this has nothing to do with the saving weird grace. and wonderful the news of the week. Weird and wonderful news. So this is actually which we need to rename this segment. I know. It's just the weird news. It's just of the, the weird week. news. So this one actually, uh, this uh, kind of hit mainstream news actually a couple weeks ago. Um, so some of you might have heard this already, but there was an archaeological discovery in Jerusalem. Now, typically you think, oh, did they find like part of the old temple? Maybe they found a, some, you know, something that was pretty important regarding, you know, worship or, or the structure of the, the household. Nope. They found... Chuck Testa? <laughs> that would have been pretty impressive. Nope. Yeah. Chuck Testa. Nope. Uh, they found a 2,700-year-old toilet. Which is a part of the structure of the household. Well, technically, Yes. Yeah, it's a hole. Yeah, well, and that's exactly it. So they were wondering, you know, what? Do we have a picture of this? There is actually, if you Google old toilets, if you like post it. Yeah, if you Google 2,700-year-old toilet, trust me, that's like the first thing that comes up. Uh, it literally is. It is a hole that has been carved out of uh, this stone. Now, it's interesting. So so you're ready for the dumb history that you never, ever will need unless you end up on Jeopardy. Uh, typically, in Jerusalem at that time, Toilets were, uh, for lack of a better word, communal. It was yes. a it was a shared experience. In other words, so like Megan Trainer. Yeah, there were. Have not. you heard that story? Yes, I yes, have. Yes, I have. <laughs> See, sorry, just to so you so if you haven't heard the story, so you can get this reference. She and her husband have their own toilets right next to each yeah. other in the bathroom. It's so weird. they. Anyway, that's all you it's need weird. to know. So that, that's kind of what it would be. It would, it would typically be, uh, you know, three, four, five, six holes in an outhouse. I mean, literally that's it. No dividers, no weird gaps to be able to see people through the door or anything in like most public, you know, toilets in America. It's just, so do you think they had the same urinal rule? Like can, <laughs> you, you have to leave, leave at least one in one between, in between? <laughs> maybe, I don't know. So, well, and so that brings up an interesting point. 
They, <laughs> they dug. I know. I know. Believe it or not. It's, I enjoy doing these each week. All right, I, I do my research. So around, you know, they we don't were, normally listen to the sermon, but we researched research not 2,700 year old toilet. So they, they dug around this area a little bit more expecting to find more spaces for where a toilet would be. It was the only one, which indicates a couple of different things. Uh, one, well, the fact that it was carved out of this particular stone means that it, it would have been higher up in the city at the time. Uh, and usually it, it was very much a, you know, quote unquote metaphor. If you were rich, if you were more influential, you lived in the, the yeah. upper part of the city. Uh, but stuff runs downhill. Exactly. So the, uh, there's, a, there's a mental image for you. It's exactly uh, what I was thinking. Yeah. So the, uh, but the other thing is because there was only one, that means that it would have been a private lavatory. And so. Or this, just an introverted individual. Or, or an introverted. In, so anyway, this, all, all to say that they found a 2,700 year old hole in a rock that at some point someone who might've been influential used to relieve themselves. There you how, go. How deep was the hole? How deep is rock. your love? I don't. I don't want to think about that. Like, the, I have very logistical questions. I <laughs> well, you would. I mean, we can assume by modern day outhouses. Yeah, which still weird to say that. Yeah, well, you know, they do yeah. exist. But they do exist. <laughs> all in all, I think whoever the first individual would have been to like move a rock and realize, oh man, like I just found a toilet. That's a real crappy situation. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yes, this is why we don't let Mark host too often. It <laughs> was good. You uh, didn't remove your glasses, though. I, well, it's, I need them to see. Wouldn't have been able to find. I would have pressed the wrong button, and we would have been listening to like Rick Astley or something like that. Never so. gonna give you. Uh, copyright. <laughs> <laughs> not a sponsor. Yeah, not a sponsor. Well, we are going to be wrapping up this podcast. We appreciate. All of you who are listening. So, but before thanks, we get mom. there, yeah, th- yeah, thanks, mom. Hi, hi, dad. Uh, before we get to that ending part, we talked about hide and seek. We did. It's a great song by Imogen Heap. <laughs> uh, you're fired. Hide and seek. Get out. I can mute you. I should, <laughs> I should figure out how to do that. So, what are some of the best hide and seek spots that you have ever, I guess, used? I can go first. Uh, as a probably seven or eight year old, uh, we were over at an aunt's house spending the night. Uh, it turns out that at that time I could fit in a washer and I did it. Are you sure you can't fit in one now? I definitely could not fit now. It would have to be a very large industrial. washer. Yeah, industrial <laughs> sized washer. Well, the problem might be like you, you're not as bendy. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. That's the problem. Yeah, that's absolutely the problem. So we did that and then uh, they took nearly 20 minutes to find me. I simply hid behind a closet door that was always open and they just didn't know I was didn't there. Work. I was very quiet. So, but yeah, which is terrifying. Yeah, Pastor Leslie, you brought up though, then a very good point. Uh, when you hide, there's all of a sudden a sudden desire to have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Well, if you have a twenty-seven-year-old toilet, toilet, you're good. Problem solved. Yeah. Um, my. Can you imagine the smell? Again, in those places, crappy situation. My best hiding <laughs> spot. We were playing sardines, which is. And wholly inappropriate youth group game. We yes. all played back in yeah, the day. Yeah, we still play. Yep. Uh, one person hides, and then everybody's trying to find them, and then you hide with them. But it was in, so it's like, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night in an empty, dark church. So weird. But there was this closet in our choir room at my church in my hometown, and I hid behind all of the stuff and moved it back in front of me. I think I was there for probably 25 minutes yeah. before I was found. That's, that's, that's nice. dedication. And... We had a, a middle school boy at our church who could fit behind the back row of our seats. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of space there. Not a. He's hid there three times, and after literally 20 minutes, he comes out. He goes, "I'm bored." <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't find me. My favorite story though was the last time they played. Is there was a girl that was like hiding in a cupboard uh-huh. <laughs> by our coffee area. Oh yeah. Yeah, like in, in the, the cover, and no yeah. one could find her. And she's literally texting her mom. Yeah. From the, I can hear yeah. you talking. I can hear you, yeah. <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah. So I don't know the best place I've ever hidden. Um, I was very small and skinny, so it was, you know, yeah, number of places. But I will say this coincides a little bit with my Avery story. My brother, when he was about five or six, who I've met him like probably twelve times, and I, that's all I ever need to know yeah. about your brother. You he's know, that's he's a good guy. Yeah, he is. Um, he, my parents couldn't find him, and they were about ready to call the police. <laughs> yeah, like because they, they have no idea. And of course, we live more out in the country. Doors are never locked. He can right, just up right. and be he anywhere. Yeah. Um, he had fallen asleep in our basement, <laughs> in a laundry basket. Oh, covered and in covered clothes. Covered in yeah. clothes. Yep. And he, they just, they panicked. They could That's not incredible. find him. And he's just sleeping. He had no idea. <laughs> he just curled up in there like a cat. That I don't sounds, know. That sounds like something he would do. He probably still does it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, just bigger, hey, bigger laundry baskets. Just saying, if they're warm clothes, there's just something coming <laughs> right out of the dryer. There's just something about it. Just saying. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Crossing Church Rewind. As always, you can find more information about our church at our website, crossingchurch.org. Be sure to check us out on Facebook or Instagram. And if you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to share us, uh, share with us your best hiding spot, you can email us at podcast at crossingchurch.org. If you want to financially support the ministries of the church, you can also do that online at our website, crossingchurch.org slash give. We appreciate you checking us out every single week. We are so grateful for your continued support of everything that we do, and we hope to hear from you soon. Crappy situation.